Welcome to the Encore Audio Video Podcast. Innovative technology simplified with the Encore Systems designers, Jeff Grove and Clark Von Trotha. Here's your host, Luke Anderson. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the latest episode of the Encore Audio Video Podcast. We're sitting in the Encore Audio Video Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl District right now in Portland, Oregon. And today we're going to be talking about something that uh, applies to me because uh, listeners might find this uh, interesting to know. I do not actually have a dedicated theater room in my house. Today's topic is how we make the video, the audio, the lighting, everything fit to a space. So if you don't have a dedicated space, a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, we talked about you know how do you really make a theater room pop. Yeah. Today, we're going to be talking about how to make the theater elements pop in other spaces. So with me, as always, Jeff Grove, Clark Von Trotha. Uh, gentlemen, Hello, how are you doing today? Doing well. It's great. It's Excellent. a Friday. It is a Friday. Yeah. We just had some lovely weather. And, and now we have rain again for and two and a half weeks. And then rain again for two and a half weeks, sure. <laughs> no big deal. No I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll April. take some sun. But this is a, uh, I think this is a topic uh, that we've we've hit on from a lot of different angles, and I don't think we can talk about it enough because technology continues to improve. One of the things that we talked about, I think, at the end of last year was how there are now these wireless surround sound systems. Uh, we were talking about the improvements in TVs. It feels like on a biannual basis where things are continuing to improve. So I think think even from the time that we had this conversation last there are probably some big improvements yeah. but when we're talking about getting the best quality or the best fit those aren't always the same thing so if somebody has a living space somebody has a multi-use space that they want to get audio and video into where, where do you two start when some when somebody comes to you with a project like that well, well, the first thing I would just mention as an overview is that you don't have to necessarily compromise your sound or your picture uh, if it's a difficult space, uh, and we definitely specialize in that, you know, in helping deploy a system that can really maximize that space. We're always looking at uh, the space as a component of the system. Okay. Um, and in the case of video, light of the room and uh, distance of viewing uh, are uh, a huge factor in terms of deciding what display technology to go with. But one of the trends that's kind of an interesting one that has popped up more recently is um, people wanting displays to be multifunctional, meaning so when they're off, they're actually playing artwork okay. or something different than, than actual video. And that's, that can be a compelling solution. Up to this point, those displays haven't had necessarily the best video performance mm -hmm. because they're more designed around showing artwork yeah. uh, in, a, in a compelling way. Uh, but that will be changing, and coming online are a lot of interesting new trends in that direction. But Can right, you give me an example of... Yeah, so there's like art TVs that are out now, uh, and Samsung is one of the manufacturers that delves into that, and LG and so forth. But I mean, they make these models where effectively they're, they're really more about showing artwork. And by the way, they can also oh, show a television program as well. So they can display digital art. Uh, you can look at um, things. So if it's a, a display where it's, hey, it's not a critical display maybe, but it's one that I still want to watch TV on occasionally, that might be a good solution for you um, or you're less critical on the video performance there. Are they going to have a different sheen to them? I'm thinking of like the yeah. the Kindle uh, has yeah. kind of the paper feel to yeah, it, something the, like that. Typically those, those art-based televisions have kind of more of a matte look yeah. to them. 
So for artwork, that's lovely, but for for TV application, movie application, yeah. sometimes that's not so good. Sure. Yeah. So there's other ways to go about that. We could put in a a very good television, and if you don't want it to look quite so much like a TV, there's a few different manufacturers that make um, frames that that can be custom made, color, fit and finish, all, all of that for whatever TV we want. We just tell them what TV we're putting in there. We're putting any speakers in with it or not. And um, with that, then this frame goes up with the TV, and and then we just have a device that runs on the TV specifically for artwork. Have you have you watched much on the matte finish? Because I'm just curious. We're sitting in your uh, theater room that you have here, yep. and just with a projector and screen, it has a bit of a more matte finish. Yep. You don't yep. get that. You don't get that sheen that you have from a 4K television. So for for me, like we have the Masters on right now, which is yep. obviously as one as compelling visually a sporting event as there is. But looking at these holes, a little bit more of a matte finish. It still looks fantastic. Yeah. It's an important thing too when you're talking about matte finishing on TVs that it's also about brightness, brightness of the space and brightness of the display itself okay. to compete with ambient light. And when you're seeing refractive light on television, typically the brightness is a, is a key factor in that, whether it's a projector or television, whatever. Um, but yeah, to Jeff's point, we encourage people to not go usually with an art television. And, yep. and to his point, you know, you can run artwork with other devices. Um, obviously, Apple TVs and other devices that can that can do that for you. Uh, and the fidelity is much better when you're actually watching television. Doing that frame solution sure. is the way to go. OLED TVs um, typically have um, oftentimes a, a touch more glare uh, just in their design. But the nice thing about the OLED design is that the off-angle viewing of that TV is much wider. Mm. So if the space requires seating that's going to be further than maybe 90 degrees off the television, that's a solution that's oftentimes chosen by us because, you know, clearly we don't want the TV to dim as you get wider off the, the angle of the TV, which is typically associated with LCD television. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, one of the things that you said as far as trends go, I just think of... I, I can't remember the last time I watched anything on HGTV that mm. <laughs> wasn't involving taking walls out and making, you know, op- yeah. creating more and more open spaces. Does that create more problems, more options, just different options? What When you look at the, the multi-use or, or the open concept, what, is, what, is that, yeah, what does that mean for you guys? That's a double-edged question because it yep. it, it yeah. can do both of the things you just said: more options as well as potentially more problems as well. So it it's usually going to come down to, Mister Customer, what what is your vision for this room? What how are you going to use it both for this audio video entertainment experience, and how are you going to use it not for that? Okay, so that we can at least both audio and video, frankly, uh, make sure that we're picking products that are going to work well, both when they're being used, as well as if you want it to be more invisible, what can we put in there that's going to be more invisible? And then it gets into specifics of how much lighter in, uh, is in the room. Is that light controllable or not? Do you want to control it? And on and on and on. So, so we kind of need to know we need to have the conversation about what what are the what's the goal what's the plan yeah. so that we can help pick the right products to achieve your goal 
there, there's we've I think yeah. you and I, Clark, have yeah. talked about this, or or maybe you just get the most excited about it. There's there's things that you can do to make things disappear, but there's things you can do just to make them look really cool. Yeah. So people know that you've mm-hmm. got a, a killer system. You can have yeah. you know the front of a speaker can look like the wall, or it can look like the front of a speaker, right? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, you know it's it's really interesting. A lot of manufacturers. One of them is actually a Portland-based manufacturer, Triad. Um, they make uh, a number of solutions, whether it's a sound bar or speaker, where you can match wood finishes or paint finishes. Uh, and that can look really amazing in a, in a space that's very stylized or very um, stark, like what you're talking about, the HGTV example, where they blow out the room and it's just yeah. this one giant space. Well, oftentimes, everything becomes a lot more noticeable in that situation. And so because of that, matching things becomes maybe a, a more of a, um, a dominant factor in the space. So we're, we become kind of designers in that aspect as well. And we have a lot of solutions, Triad being one of them, but there's another company that Jeff mentioned earlier a little bit on the frame idea with the TV. Uh, the company's called Leon. They're out of uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. And uh, they make a number of custom solutions as well where you can match the soundbar exactly to the TV so it just looks like one piece. Mm. So let's say you need to go with an LED TV because of brightness reasons or whatever, but you're not really, and you don't want to go with a really elaborate sound system per se, but you still want something better than the TV sound. They make a sound bar that can match the TV to make it look like it's one piece that there's, yeah. it's completely seamless. So it just seems like it's part of the television uh, as this triad. So that's a, that's a, a real common solution. And then hiding television too. There's a lot of ways to do that as well. You know, I mean, we can get into a lot of examples of that every space is slightly different, but I mean, of course there's lifts where you can hide them into furniture. The more you want to hide something, I would just kind of put this preface out there. To, and we say this to all clients who come in and say, I don't want to see anything. That's fine. But just know you're probably doubling, if not quadrupling your budget in, in terms of a lot of the op- uh, options that are super high end to get rid of things. You know, if you're trying to have a something go into the ceiling or have something go yeah. in, into a piece of furniture and so forth, done right with proper rack, rack and pinion motoring and all that. So Well, so here's the question about that, though. Is it more about making it disappear, making it appear, or the transition in between? Because part yeah. of that, if it's disappearing into the ceiling, that's not, I want it to disappear. I want it to disappear with style. Yeah. Sure, I want yeah. it to appear with style. What are, what are some of the cooler things? The, the ceiling seems like a perfect example, but what are some of the cooler innovations and, and things out there to make them Easy pop? answer would be, so projectors and screens, um, screen housings are available in a stealth format, meaning the actual entire housing can be hidden up in the ceiling with either just a little slot that it comes out of or even a trap door. So when it goes away, what you're looking at up in the ceiling is very, very minimal. Mm. And then, of course, it's just rolling up and down as you're using it. Uh, so, so that's a... Easier to just, hide a projector and, and screen. Plus, you get a bigger viewing surface oh yeah. than it is to, to hide a TV. So if somebody comes to you and goes, I want a TV that can disappear, is your first thought projector? If, if the room allows for that in a lighting situation, yes, because a screen rolls up. A TV doesn't, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a big yeah. that's a big piece of electronics that, you know, whether it flips up into the ceiling or, or goes down into a cabinet, you still have that amount of real estate that we have to consume. So it it's not that it's impossible. It's just you, you need more space yeah. <laughs> to do that. Whereas a projector and a screen, projectors are 
in the scheme of the size of televisions, not that big. Yeah. Um, and, and because screens roll up, I, I need a long horizontal something that's only say 10 or 12 inches high. Not yeah. I mean, we've mostly kind of talked about video so far. I know we've mentioned speakers a few times, but with the video thing, I think both of you have independently mentioned the amount of lighting and does it allow for a projector? Yeah. Let's talk about lighting real quickly here yeah. because whether it's natural lighting disappearing or it's, you know, uh, artificial light being added into the room, what are some of the solutions and considerations when you're looking at that, that big community space where you push the button, here comes a projector out of the TV, here comes the screen out of the ceiling, here comes shades sure here comes you know those those dimmers on lights yeah i mean natural light and controlling that obviously with some kind of a shading solution whether it's projector or television is great but shades uh factor into audio as well a lot of people don't think about this but it helps to control a room uh sonically and it's just lessening on another hard surface so um the higher end the audio you're going the more and more we obviously look at shades for both audio and video fidelity um, and then for lighting control, you know, it's not just about, Hey, having the lighting dim to a proper level when you're viewing TV or not, it's really about creating the right ambiance in the house. We do a, a lot of, uh, control, uh, obviously with control for our partner here, um, for housewide uh, lighting control. And it's a lot of research is done on health benefits of color temperature of lights and, and, um, having, uh, the proper lighting scenes, so when you enter your house at every it's varying times of year, we can have different scenes of lights uh, adjust for you. Um, there's a lot in that arena, and there's a lot that's continuing to be developed in that. Um, but uh, that's something that we do a, a fair amount with 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 space to to really kind of help accent it in the proper way. It can be we do a lot of lighting control for clients too who have art or they're just trying yeah. to spot things in a particular way or they, they entertain a lot and they, and they want to make sure the house is lit exactly how they want. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and the variety of ways that you can use the lighting too. So, all right, put it, you know, set the scene, right. Is that the, the, the right language that yeah. we're talking about yeah. here, Jeff, yeah. is if we want to set the scene for, you know, a, a, a garden party for a uh, yeah. sports viewing for movie viewing for video games. Can you do yep. all of those different, all, all those yep. things? Yep. Absolutely. The other thing that if we're really designing a space from the ground up, um, having the ability to control the light that's close to a screen an image versus the light that's further away from the image can be quite important. Mm -hmm. So if you have, let's just say to make it simple, six can lights in the ceiling, two of them are kind of over and close to where the screen's at and the other four are in the middle in the back of the room. Well, instead of putting those all in the same circuit, it might behoove us to actually put those two that are close to the screen on a separate circuit, a separate dimmer mm -hmm. than the other four so that we can turn those lights either down super low or off when we're watching something and have the other four lights still be on, but at a pleasant level yeah. so you can move around and see what you're you know, eating your popcorn or whatever. Uh, but then it doesn't interfere with the screen so much. So those kinds of conversations uh, become important as well because a lot of people don't even think about that kind of stuff. And it's really simple for an electrician to add one more load. Yeah. 
basically. Okay. One of the things I think I remember talking about before is hiding audio with the lighting. There's companies that the light yeah. and the the speaker can be as one. Yeah, there's been a lot of development with speaker style and design to match. You know, Lucifer is a great example, but a, more of a squarish type small light that would be in your ceiling uh, to have speakers that would match that. Um, and so one in the past, architectural audio has been developed in a way where uh, in-ceiling speakers would be round to match round can lights. And of course, in-wall speakers are going to be square because of the wall. Um, and that still maintains largely true today, but um, it's gone a lot further than that. And of course, the most extreme example of that is you can get into speakers now where whether it's in ceiling or in wall, whether you don't see them at all. Yeah. You have to be involved early in the building process to do that typically, but you can have them completely behind gypsum drywall and, and, and get great sound out of um, architectural audio behind drywall. Um, where in the past you got sound, I'm not sure it was great sound out yeah. of behind drywall, but now they've improved that design. Um, so it's, it's a compelling solution to look at as well. Yeah, so I, th I think the the one thing that we've kind of focused on, and I know you just said it, Jeff, and you kind of mentioned it a little bit there, if you're involved in the construction process in the beginning, yeah. what about the new technology that's allowing it more uh, more availability to retrofit to an existing space? So, you know, you come in, and I love this space, but it's just not quite doing what I need it to do sonically or, you know, lighting-wise and going in. The, the Wi-Fi surround sound, smaller LED lights, is it yeah. how much easier is it now than it was even five years ago to, to add in some of this new technology? It gets easier every year. Yep. <laughs> there, there, there's, the simple answer is that there are more options and it gets easier every year to do retrofit versus rip down sheetrock and start over. Yep. So, um, I mean, even with the invisible product that we have today for speakers where they, they essentially look like sheetrock when they're done, there are ways to deploy that product that don't require as much headache work uh, in terms of ripping sheetrock and what off the wall, as much of it as it used to be. So, so we, we still need help with, from typically a, a drywall specialist and whatnot to get those in and installed properly so they don't look like a speaker in the wall. But it's doable today. It yeah. didn't used to really be doable. Yeah. The, just the way they mount and install is is easier today. Yeah. So uh, as we as we kind of move forward with that, the the idea of networks improving, technology improving from that, you don't you don't have to necessarily hardwire everything either. I imagine that makes things a lot easier. Huh, yeah. There's some products that that do well actually uh, that are not hardwired strangely enough i mean uh, we always use apple tv as a glaring example of that there's a lot of technologies in that that allow that to operate uh, relatively well what not being well, hardwired. we talked about even the blinds, uh, blinds not having yeah, to yeah. hardwire the blinds the battery yeah. technology yeah. getting so much better even that saves you a, a big headache yeah there's been a lot of research in, in recharging battery technology to last longer and uh we do hunter douglas here uh and they make a number of slates uh, shade solutions in their PowerView line that operate with recharging batteries that are great, where the client can actually change those batteries out themselves as well. So it's a lot of, it's the design of a lot of electronics and, and a lot of um, products that we sell are definitely about uh, having the end user being able to, to kind of uh, do basic things on the system as opposed to always having to call the, you know, uh, us out to change, say, in the case of shades, uh, recharging yeah. batteries or something like that. And then I think back to your point on the wiring and, and, and retrofitting and all that, I think the important takeaway for a lot of clients who come in here is 
have some knowledge of the house in the sense that, hey, are, are there pathways where we can get wiring mm-hmm. in the house? It, that's a question that Jeff and I always ask when someone's kind of thinking about retrofitting things in is, hey, what are some of the open spaces that we can utilize to try to help extend your network, for example, in your house to run cat wiring or, or to, to add more speakers in a room? Um, what are some of the pathways so we can minimize the sheetrock cutting or, or, or have zero sheetrock cutting depending on, on, yeah. on how much crawl space we can get to? So, yeah. Well, very cool. So whether it's making something completely disappear, having a very, very cool reappear, <laughs> having something that just kind of fits in. It sounds like there's there's more customization, more available. Uh, one of the things that we didn't really talk about too uh, just popped in my head is furniture. You, it's yeah. not just hiding things in walls. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's using creative cabinetry to make sure that your your equipment is not only set up correctly but ventilated correctly. Yeah. So everything's going to work. You can hide stuff in there. But we're talking about couches and chairs. You can you can hide some pretty cool technology too. Yeah, anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. There there I don't want to call it a subwoofer, but there are chairs that <clears throat> essentially have a, a shaker in them. Yeah. So they, they add a little extra um kind of faux impact feel <laughs> to them. Sure. Just by hey, watching the movie and it, it makes the chair shake a little bit, which is ultimately if something is exploding on the T V, that's what we want to feel. Yeah. And it, it does that. You know, definitely with furniture too, uh, a very popular solution, which you can actually see in our theater room right now, but uh, our furniture that allow options to house not just the electronics, but speakers. Yep. So it gives you the solution of, hey, maybe I don't want to cut into the drywall. Maybe I don't want to get into the ceiling, but I, but I do want to hide some of the, at least the, uh, some of the speakers in the front of the room, perhaps in a cabinet. Yep. Uh, we can do that as well in a very seamless way. Um, and that's very popular. Yeah. Uh, one of the companies we work with, Salamander Designs, has a lot of solutions that people can look at, a lot of different styles that usually works with most decor. So. Well, excellent. The, yeah. easy, the easiest place to start, though, is have that uh, consultation with these guys, the system designers for Encore Audio Video. You can come down to the showroom, see what they have set up here. Yeah. You can go and meet somebody at their home, look at the space. I'm sure some of the ones you look at, the original idea that the homeowner has ends up being nowhere near what they get, but they end up a lot happier, I imagine, right? Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Absolutely. Well, that's that's the real fun of it. And the, the cool thing about audio and video is, like we said, as it improves, pricing comes down for certain things, you cut into fewer and fewer walls, doesn't mean you have to sacrifice any of the quality in the end product. Exactly. Yeah, Perfect. absolutely. Anything else you guys want to add on uh, fitting audio sound. I think that's a good kind of overview, but we encourage people to come. Well, I think this more than any topic we talk about, there's more customization and more opportunities, right? There's just, there's so many variables. We could play the what if game and go through all of the scenarios, but we'd never finish in that case. That is correct. We'd be talking till weeks. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The most fun conversations are the one we're talking about your project. So if you're listening and you want to come in, uh, Encore Audio Video is located 14th and Everett here in the Pearl District. They're online at EncoreAudioVideo.com. Give these guys a call. Set up an appointment. Thanks as always, cool. gentlemen. Enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. Thank you for listening to the Encore Audio Video Podcast. If you have questions about today's topic or to schedule your free consultation with Jeff and Clark, go to EncoreAudioVideo.com.